Oh, a legal, legal snacks avoided. Well, we're recording. We're going live. It's Christian Smith sitting here in Gamecube with the We Go Again podcast. And it's uh, uh, a new day, well, we employed Robert and I'm here in Barclays, me, James Barclays. Quite happy to be recording tonight. Anything that makes me avoid seeing Real Madrid win the league is all good with me. Well, it's going to be a double whammy then, isn't it, when uh, Leeds get promoted too? <laughs> oh, don't. Nightmare season. I mean, you know, forget Covid. I mean, that's just a, that's just a perfect storm. It's horrible. Absolutely horrible. <laughs> Especially if we end up going down as well, which... Uh, yeah, it wouldn't be good. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's going to be um, Leeds are going to be back where they belong, bottom of the table. Well, it's just going to be the division above them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the I mean, look, I mean, I, I know we probably do have at least one Leeds fan listen because um, I think he's one of my best subscribers on my YouTube channel. He does he comments all the time, um, and I know he follows the podcast on Twitter, so I assume he listens. Um, but they, they they've always they've always had this delusion of grandeur haven't they that they belong in the premier league and you know they are they're a, they're a massive club um you know it's it, it it is undeniable they are a massive club but nobody has a divine right to be up there um they they do deserve it this season there's no question about that they've been fantastic for the most part um it's you know the championship is such a long hard slog i mean rob knows that i know that anyone who has any passing interest in it or has ever spent a season or two in there wickham will find out next season it's it it's a phenomenal division to watch if you just like watching football and you don't support a club if you support a club in there it's the worst league on the planet it is so so bad <laughs> it's so stressful watching it um because anybody can beat anybody as as we see week in week out uh you don't have outstanding favourites at the start of the season normally you don't always get someone running away with it 20 points clear sorry Kristen um you know and it's yeah you, the, it's the only division where you wouldn't confidently say that the team at the top would beat the team at the bottom on a weekend you wouldn't put you generally wouldn't put money on it unless it was I guess at the, at the top of the league's great leagues were playing uh, who are bottom Luton still are Luton still bottom no, like, no, no Barnsley now Barnsley now so if, if Leeds were playing, oh, they are playing, but they did play Barnsley tonight, didn't they, actually, funnily enough, and they did beat them at Ellen Road, but if that was at Oakwell, you wouldn't bet on Leeds winning it, not confidently, you know, because that's the sort of league it is, but, um, you know, West Brom are, are doing a doing a Leeds at the minute, aren't they, and, and, and doing their best to bottle it, but, yeah, I mean, they don't have a, gra- a divine right to be up there, it's 16 years, it's 16 years for a reason, you know, they, they, they were badly run, dropped down, uh, was it in successive seasons? I think it was, wasn't it? Because they got points deduction when they got relegated, didn't they? The, the Premier League uh, chickened out and handed it over to the EFL, and the EFL deducted them the points. So I think they went down a double bound, a double drop, didn't they? And and it's you know and spent what five years in League One, um, you know, and and have spent the last what seven or eight trying to get back out of the Championship. So they've finally done it. They finally look to be being run pretty well. They finally have a a really good manager and yeah good luck to them but as you say they 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 think they're going up to the premier league and staying up and they're gonna to have to spend some serious wedge because that squad is i'm sorry it is not good enough to survive in the premier league well if they've got a load of cash behind them then it doesn't matter uh because uh it doesn't matter what money you spend nowadays. You can just um, go to the court of arbitration and get away with it. So, yeah, if Leeds spend a billion pounds on wages next year and stay up, then it's fair play. They, nothing's going to nothing's gonna happen to them. Um, but more interestingly, down the bottom, it's really tight because nobody's relegated yet. Because even Barnsley in the bottom after losing still could potentially go above Huddersfield. Yeah, it's it's a crazy, crazy. I mean, two like you said, two games to go. That's unheard of. That you haven't got at least one team down. Um, it's 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 just insane. And um, even Stoke and Middlesbrough in seventeenth and eighteenth on fifty points, and Birmingham actually on that in nineteenth, they're not a hundred percent safe because Hull and Luton are within five points of both of them, and. 
all right, we maybe won't touch on Hull too much, Rob. Um, but Luton certainly are in, are in cracking form and picking up some really good points at the minute. Um, so I, you would expect 50 points is going to be enough, which is really annoying because we're on 48 and I'm, I'm not 100% sure that we, we even get to 49 in the next two games. So we might be relying on what we're probably going to talk about in a little while and, and teams getting points taken off them because otherwise I think we might end up in the bottom three. But... Um, we had we had what we had one point after seven or eight games. So to be even not in the bottom three at the minute is you know that's that's phenomenal for us. Um, so yeah, it's, it's 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 just mental. I mean, could could you confidently, other than probably, sorry Rob, probably Hull, could could you confidently predict who's going to go down? Um, I mean, Charlton. Do you play Charlton at the weekend, Rob? No, we play Luton. You play Luton. Sorry, you played Hull recently. Uh, you played Charlton recently, didn't you? Lost. No, no, it's yeah. it's it's Luton this Saturday at the KCOM. and the final yeah, match of the season. Now. Final match of the season's Cardiff. Ooh, Ooh. that's gonna be a tough one. So you're to away, be honest, well, you? yeah. So to well, be honest, it might not be. It might not be because if Cardiff win this weekend and Millwall lose, then Cardiff are already in the playoffs. So I they still might see Hull. I still don't see Hull getting any points from that. Well, they might not, but they might get a, no. you know, they might get a draw. They might get something out. Yeah. I mean, gotta, you've yeah. got to. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I would, I would really hate to be a Hull fan right now. Oh, you had to do Sorry. that, James. Sorry. Sorry. You really oh. had to well, do I'll, that. I'll, I'll hang up now. My job's done. I'll see you next week, guys. <laughs> you, you really don't know what it feels like when you, I mean, Oh, my, WhatsApp, my WhatsApp says Rob Overfield has just blocked me. What, what's that all about? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what it feels like. I mean, actually, I wasn't watching it, but I was no, following no. it on, on the Scores app. And for 15 minutes, all it was doing was just going off announcing a goal. And I was getting to think, well, hold on, have I missed the sending off? Did the player's coach get delayed? And, you know, they couldn't get away from the hotel before the match and they were playing with nine men or something stupid. And then when half time it got to seven and I thought, oh. Do you know what's the real kick in the teeth in that it, for me is they scored the seventh goal in stoppage time at the end of the first half. It's like, give them a break for God's sake. Do you know, <laughs> settle for the six at half time. Don't go and get another one in injury time. What's that all about? <laughs> oh, it, it, it just showed how poor they were. And yet the manager will still be in place. The manager will still be there at the end of the season. Well, I mean, if, if the worst does happen and you do go down, he's probably not a bad guy to have in charge in League One, to be fair. True. It's the, same, it's the same with us, with the Cowlicks. If we go down to League One, I, I am perfectly... Per, I'm, I'm, I'm still 100% behind the Cowlicks because I do think they will get it right. They came into a, the worst job they've ever had in the situation we were in. And, you know, for the fact that they've taken 47 points from, I think, they've been in charge for about 37 games maybe I think they've done an amazing job um, most of the players now don't want to be there because let's face it they're playing in July they should all be on holiday now they should all be in the Caribbean or you know or in Dubai or wherever they can afford to go on holiday but they, they shouldn't be playing football it's July a lot of them are out of contract and are not getting renewed a lot of them are on loan um, like Emil Smith-Rowe he's, he's an Arsenal player he's going to be playing in the Premier League in, in a few weeks time you know these, these players just they just don't I don't want to say they don't care in the way that I'm criticising them. I just mean that they're, they're not invested. I think that's probably the best way. They don't they don't have a, a commitment to the club. Uh, they're not you know they haven't come through the youth system. It'll be the same at, at Hull, I guess, and and other clubs. They just a lot of these players know they're not going to be here next season, and they're probably not giving it 100 percent because they don't want to get injured. I mean, we, you know, talk about Lyle Taylor at Charlton and countless other players that have refused to play. We had one, Danny Simpson, um, which we handled badly, to be fair. I think that was the club's fault. Um, but, you know, th these players, they're, they're thinking about next season now, not what's happening in the last few weeks of this season. I mean, Emil Smith-Rowe doesn't give a you-know-what if we get relegated because that, he's, he's going to play for Arsenal next season in the Premier League. The fact that we got him in the first place is incredible. Um, so I think there's a lot of that comes into it. I think we just need to do what I would do if I ran a, a 5K and just, crawl over the line on hands and knees out of breath and coughing up blood and just make sure we're in the championship again next season and go again and that's that's all i'm praying for at the minute i think the worst thing about the match um on tuesday night was 
the connection that you know that exists between Wigan and my other club, Hampton and Richmond, which I'm sure you'll go through, Jim. Yeah, yeah Jamal Love, um, fabulous player. He scored when we came back from restart. He scored in the two 0 win that Wigan had at, at Huddersfield, and yeah, I know you love him, Rob. Um, he's, mm. he's, he's a, I mean, he, there's there's talk um, I heard on a another podcast this week. There's some of the clubs that are, that are in for him, some at the top end of the championship. Uh, I even heard Celtic, which would be a phenomenal move for someone who was in non yeah. just, what, three, four years ago? Uh, would he, be. I mean, he how went, was he Portsmouth before he went to... He, he moved in the January transfer window of 2017. So, wow. I mean, so three and a half years later, and he could be playing for, you know, a, a club the size of... Celtic and 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 win the tin pot league. Yeah, but you know, (laughs) when when fans are allowed back in, you're still going to be playing in front of sixty thousand fans. You're still going to be playing in the Champions League. You're still going to be winning treble after treble after treble. I mean, for for a guy that was you know playing part time and probably had a a day job, that's that's an absolute dream come true. He yeah he was um I think he was I think he was doing school teaching I think. I think he was a PE teacher. I think so. Oh, like the cowards. <laughs> I, I can say, I can say, I think, I think that's what he was doing. I'd love, I'd, I'd love for us know. to get him. I would love for us to get him, but I know we would be, we, we couldn't afford him. No chances. We'd be out. You know, with a goal and three assists, it's sort of like <laughs> you just. I just, I thought, thanks. You know, it's a case of, yeah, great, great, great game, well played. But did you have to do it against? I mean, I know, I know this. This wasn't what we were supposed to be talking about tonight, but never did, is. Did you know when he was at Hampton? Did you did you think how long was he there? Was he just there for half a season or? Well, he was. He came on loan originally, signed permanently. I think it was in the, might have been the February of two thousand sixteen. Okay, February through a year and a half or whatever. No, no, it wasn't even that. I think it was about nine months. Okay. Did you did you know then that he was? championship and spl and possibly even top end championship quality did did he did he have did he stand out that much i don't know about championship quality but he was definitely too good for the national league south well you know after we got promoted up i mean this was the isthmian league the old ryman yeah, of course, and he yeah. and he was just you know it was just head and shoulders above anybody else you know and you know we were scoring goals by the hatful and he was get you know he was it was a rare game when he didn't either contribute through an assist or get a goal himself you know, I think in the games he played for us, I think he played about, oh, how many games was it? Was it about 30-odd games? He might, he might have scored, I think, a goal, not quite every other game, but, you know, it was just, you know, it was just amazing his scoring rate because he was just head and shoulders above anybody else. We knew he was, he was too good to be for, playing for us, but we didn't know exactly how good he would be. And, you know, yeah. Here we are. Just a quick, just a quick deal with that. Forty-eight matches, twenty-nine goals. Oh, that's that's a cracking record at any level, isn't it? You know. It's, and when he went to Portsmouth, he had twenty-five in one hundred and three games. Yeah, one in four for a winger because he's not an out-and-out striker, is he? He's more of no, a more of a winger. He's more. So. He's, he's he's more what you might. He's more an old-fashioned inside forward. I would have said. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one that can beat you on the outside, but you you let him inside and give him a sniff of goal, he'll punish you that way too. Yeah, you he, know. he killed um, us in that in that first game back. Yeah. He, he so, destroyed so, us. Yeah, he hasn't had so great a run at Wigan, but he apparently he's just starting to pick it up. Yeah, it and, took him a uh, while. So it was a big step it, up. It was. It was. Wigan it was League One. Yeah, yeah, it was League One to Championship, and yeah. that's a big enough step for anyone. But it just goes to show that I mean, we've said time and again that, that there's. A lot of quality players down in the national league well, below, that, and it just takes it, it, just it, it takes the right person to be at the game, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, it does. You know, look, look at luck. the look at the guy that you've just lost to Maidenhead, uh, Danilo. I can't remember his name. Danilo, what's his name? Orsi Dodomo. Yeah, he just. I mean, I watched the um, the thing that Fotmob put out on their Twitter, and some of the goals he was scoring. Uh, he, he's just taking a Mickey with some of those. I mean, there was one where. He was in a six-yard box with about three defenders and the keeper, and he just sat them all yeah. down and put it into yeah, an empty net. It was unbelievable. I mean, if if I mean, it's the sort of goal that George Best scored, wasn't it? That one, that famous yeah. one where he dribbled around the entire defence in the six-yard box, yeah. and you know, it's the sort of goal that if Messi scores, it, it's 
you know, it's goal of the season and you, you're watching it for, you're watching it 20 years later. It, it was a phenomenal yeah. goal and it, it, it looks like another one. As you said, the, the non-league has some unbelievable talent and it, we've, we've, all, we've mentioned a long, t- a long time, haven't we, about Peterborough's track record. They bring players mm-hmm. up, they've, they've done it. You know, obviously, the, the big name is Jamie Vardy that we've, we've spoken about many, many times before in our podcasts. Um, you're going to win the golden boot this year. Yeah, um, a fantastic achievement again, you know. Won't make the Champions it, League, but they at least they'll win that. Well, it'll be in the Europa League. And, you know, that's I mean, it. that's uh, some Leicester fans are calling for Brendan Rodgers to be sacked. And it's, nah. it's, are, are you hearing yourselves? If you were, if, if you had been offered top 10 and playing good football, you would have taken that. You're going to yeah. get European football. It's, it's the fact that you've been in the top three all season is... I mean, and it has been a desperate drop-off, to be fair. But you know, I, 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 you've got to. This this is unprecedented times. I hate that phrase because everybody says it, but it is. And you've got. I don't think any club should be acting rashly in terms of their manager because, as I said, with Huddersfield, you know, and every other club, there are players that know they're not going to be at a club next season. There are players that don't want to be at a club next season. There are players. Ninety-five percent of the players probably even more than that, don't want to be playing. We are in July. They should have finished two months ago. They should mm. be back in pre-season, to be fair. Um, but they should have had four or five weeks on a beach. And they've not had that because during a break, during the lockdown, they weren't on a holiday, were they? They were working. No. You couldn't you couldn't go anywhere. You couldn't walk out your front door. So you, they, they've not had an, a holiday. They're going to they're gonna be lucky to get a, a fortnight in Alcudia this year. <laughs> you know, they just because they're going to be straight back in. I mean, we might touch on the uh, the transfer window and the and the start dates for next season tonight. But the 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 players mentally just they're just not there, and I can't blame them to be honest. No. <clears throat> I can. It's it's a job, and they've got a job to do. They kick a football around. It's actually a quite easy job for most people. Uh, they don't have these stresses and strains. Most of them are in nice financial situation, and they had to spend. Not all of them, admittedly, but a lot of them, especially from like the Premier League level, they're getting paid thirty, like let's say thirty grand upwards a week, uh, or maybe the youngsters are only getting a couple of grand, but they're getting massive amounts of cash, living nice houses, and so I don't really have any sympathy for them if they that can't get motivated. That, that, that doesn't stop you getting mental issues, though. You know, mental health and all that. I fully agree with that, but by the same token, they can I mean, really I, I get it that play if, a bit of football if, through the if, end of the season. If you've got a, if you've got a football pitch-sized garden and a swimming pool and things like that, then fair enough, you can make the most of it. But you know, not so much in this country, but I know in like Italy and Spain and France, a lot of players live in city centres in apartments. Um, so they, you know, they will have been cooped up. And all right, it might be in a penthouse with a, again with a a rooftop pool and garden and whatever, but you, you're still you're still cooped up in in four walls. So you, you know the the, the amount. Well, the, uh, the, the point I was trying to make, James, is that it's no different to everybody else who's been furloughed and not been able to work and I guess, I been on reduced but, money. Because how many of the footballers? How many of the footballers gave up and said, "I won't get paid for a couple of months." Yeah, but that's that's not the that's not the point. Is you know the point is they're not going to get the holiday that they would have had. I mean, we we get our weeks of holiday, but we work well eleven months out of twelve. These these guys work crazy. You know, they have they they're not allowed to do anything during the season. You know, you're barely allowed a glass of wine, or you know, you have to have the the, the diet down to the minutest little detail and. You can't just book a holiday in February half term and take take your family out to Portugal. You, you you're working. You don't see. So you don't get any of Christmas. You can't enjoy it because you're playing on Boxing Day and you're playing on the twenty eighth and you're playing on New Year's Eve and you're playing on the second of January and you're playing all over Easter and and things. And you look uh, you look forward to probably going away for a month in the summer to probably several different places, and that's been taken away from them. And the stress that they will be getting from the families. Um, which obviously isn't their fault. It's been, you know, it's it's out of anyone's control. But it, it, I, I do think psychologically, I think it, it, it's got to be really tough for them to be playing. And because I say a lot of players see it as a job, not as a 
game. I mean, for me, it would, you know, for you two, I'm sure it would be getting paid to do my hobby. You know, it would be a job of love. But there are players where it's a job. It's a chore. It just, it's just, they found out that they're good at it. So they do it because it pays well. They don't have any passion for it. They don't watch football. They don't, they couldn't tell you who was top of whatever league in whatever country because they don't care. It's a job. And they expect to have June and July off and they've not had it. And I think, you know, they just turn up and they're like, why am I here? Do you know, (laughs) you know, and Mm. it's like, I'm, I'm, you know, especially the ones that maybe were out of contract at the end of June. And it's like, why am I playing in July for this club that I should have left three weeks ago? It's, you know, and I, sh- I should be now training with X club that I've agreed to join. And I just, I just think psychologically, I'm not saying for all players, I'm, but I would say for a good majority of them, I reckon there's, there's quite a lot of, of mental, mental anguish for want of a better term. I just, you know, for, because they get it from all angles, don't they? You know, like I said, the, the wives and, and mums and dads and everyone that they were due to go out with on holiday, uh, you know, probably upset as well. Not blaming the player. Obviously, you don't blame the player for a pandemic, but everybody's upset. Everybody's not getting a holiday. Um, having said that, I'm going to Barcelona next week. Get in. Um, but, you know, I, yeah, I just think psychologically it's um, it, it's got to have a bit of an impact. I mean, going back to what you were saying, James, about them you know, treating it as a job, they don't have a passion for it. Yeah, I, I can believe that. You see, in a lot of sports... You know, somebody who just happens to be good at the game, and because they're good at the game, it gives them, yeah, it gives them privileges. It gives them, you know, a, a living. But because it, the the desire, the demands of, you know, still making a living, saps all the enjoyment out of it. I mean, what's that Australian tennis player that keeps getting into trouble? Oh, Djokovic. He, no, is it? Is it no? Don't oh no, uh, Kyriakos. Is it Kyriakos? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's an, he's somebody who's you know who can play tennis. And yet he absolutely hates the game. Yeah. There's a lot of footballers that are going to be like that at the moment. They're basically saying, as you said, I sh- you know, well, there's, I think a, a lot of the world's saying, you know, we should all be on holiday by now. We should all be having a, re- a break and we can't do it. You know, they're having to, as you said, still play in July when usually at this time when they're playing in July, it's pre-season games. Yeah. If you think about it, July is when most clubs have the pre-season programme. Well, I mean, three, three weeks from now, the season will be starting. Exactly, because for the majority of clubs in in England, the season usually starts on the first weekend in, in August. Now, actually, I can remember days, I can remember the day when it was sort of like third Saturday in August, and so can you. you know, but now it's the first weekend in August, and how, how this season's going to pan out for everybody is just going to be... Yeah, you know, we're still, you know, peering into the dark. Yes, there's two dates that are being discussed, both at EFL and, you know, step step two downwards. And that's basically the last Saturday in August or the second Saturday in September. I don't personally think either of them will, you know, will get off the ground. They'll make plans for it. They'll make arrangements to have it all, you know, to have it all ready. And yet I can still see it, the fact that, it all gets postponed possibly to the end of September. And once you get to the end of September, early October, you run out of weeks to be able to fit the gate, fit the number of games in. So you may have to think about adjusting the format. You know, do you, do you have a full league programme? Do you regionalise it? Um, you know, I'm, talk, talk, I'm talking about, you know, outside of the FL. How much of the FA Cup do you play? How much of, uh, you know, how much of the Carabao Cup is going to take place? You see, this is the thing. The longer we get into the autumn before we get to start, all of these decisions will have to be made further. And if you think about it, the longer it takes, the less opportunity there is to, you know, f- for clubs to be able to, you know, make a decision on what their future is. If you think about it, there's clubs, you know, that have, that have been relegated, you know, through points per game but the craziest little infinitesimal of factions and you can see you know they're all threatening you know to to employ you know the silver-tongued lawyers and i'm thinking you do that 
and you extend this, you, you, you delay the start even further. And this is one thing I don't agree with. You may not like what the EFL have done. You may not like what the National League have done. But you go and take it. You go and take it to the courts. That means any decision is put put on hold, and it's got to be taken. You know, it gets kicked further down the line. Yeah, and then that... it, it it affects everybody by the fact of one or two clubs deciding we're not standing for that. We want, you know, we're not. We don't like this. You know, we, you know, we don't want to be relegated by what is it a hundredth of a point just because one game we happen to play one game more or a game was postponed. We don't want that. The pick clubs don't want that, but the you know, that's the problem with the you know, the way it is at the moment. Got, season's got to start soon, but when it is, who knows? Yeah, I, I, I mean, the, for the for the League One, League Two, and and then the National League and all all the non leagues below, there, there was no other option because yeah. we've we've covered it before. We don't need to go yeah. into it yeah. massively, yeah. but the, these these clubs, their players from furlough, or yeah. often non league clubs, as you know, from National League South and down. Um, and and a few in the national league they they they're on non-contract so the, the clubs are as we've said before are, are mothballed aren't they you know, but they, but for for league one and league two to come back and and play they would have had to take their players off furlough which, which would have you know with no fans paying to get in no fans buying merchandise and programs and pies puts those clubs out of business but mm. you know if they if they'd have forced that on them two games to go now in the championship we would probably we would probably be down to about 10 clubs in league one and league two because the rest would have just gone under by now because they just couldn't have done it it's it, it you know it's Sunderland Portsmouth I'm sorry it's it's your own fault that you are in the division you are in so you don't have any right to appeal what has been decided for the rest of man it's it's switch and the, you know, there's a few others as well. You know, the 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 all the ones that opposed it are the ones that could afford to carry on playing. You don't. That's. I'm sorry. That's no. It's your fault. You're in the third tier or the fourth tier or, you know, it's just accept it and start again next season. It, it's it's done. You know, the I think in Scotland, I think um, is it Hearts and Hearts got relegated from the Premier League, didn't they? And I think was it Partick Thistle got relegated from the Championship, and I think they were trying to sue the SPFL for it. And I think the SPL, F, SPFL have now countersued. I think so. That's getting extremely messy in Scotland. I mean, it's that's just been a whole mess of you know what up there, um, and it doesn't show any signs of of a burden down there either. Um, so. Yeah, I'll, part of me wishes the uh, the championship had been done on points per game because I, I think we'd both be happy with that, wouldn't we, Rob? <laughs> I think I think we would. You know, I think we would. I mean, you know, it's. I mean, for some, the break, the, the enforced break that they had, has worked in their favour. I mean, look at Brentford. Yeah, they, I think Brentford, they're going to do it. You know, I think, I think they're going to do it. You see, Brentford have just kicked on. And the, the, I think they're a point behind West Brom, aren't they, with two games left for the auto, the automatic place. Yep. And if it turns out that West Brom drop anything, Brentford will be right in there. Now, now, you, now think about that in, in, in West London, James. You know, Queen's Park Rangers still in the championship. Fulham. They're still, I think they're still in the championship, aren't they? They are. Yeah. They're in the playoffs. They're in the playoffs. Yeah. So, so, so if you think about it, you're going to have Brentford versus Chelsea. Yeah, you think about that as a you know as, as a possibility as a Premier League fixture. You know, ten years ago, you would have only have seen that in an FA Cup game. Next season, Brentford are going to move into that new stadium at Lionel Road South, and they're going. There's a potential there for having the top names in English football in the very first season in the new ground. You couldn't have done it in a PR, PR, you know, aspect any better. <laughs> oh, new stand, new, you know, new team. And you got Chelsea, you've got City, you've got, you know, you got United, you got, okay, Tottenham, Arsenal, all of the names of English football. And your very first season, a new stadium, you've got the chance to invite, you get all those clubs in your new ground. You, you couldn't. You couldn't have written it. You couldn't have planned it better. 
And this is the thing, you know, a lot of people will say Brentford probably shouldn't, if they, if they earned it, probably say, oh, Brentford are too small, they shouldn't be in the Premier League. Oh, they said that about Huddersfield, like Robbie Pavis yeah. was saying that yeah. they would rather see Leeds and Derby and Villa in the Premier League than Huddersfield. It's like, well, let them earn their place there then. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, I, mean, I mean, I mean, I don't, I mean, I was, did a quick bit of research while you were talking, James. And it actually turns out that... He could have read Warren Le- Peace while I was talking. <laughs> yeah. Not far off, not far off. <laughs> Leeds United actually only returned to the Championship in 2010. Yeah. They've had okay. 10 years trying to get out of it. Yeah. You know, and you've, you've, you've had all the shouts of big club deserve to be in the Premier League, should be in the Premier League. It's, it's not that... Champ- championship's not that difficult to get out of. Just look at Hull, they're doing a great job of it. Yeah, but we're, go- yeah, but we're going through the chat now. <laughs> you know, we're not getting, pa- getting parachuted right. out. But, um, Should we start talking about what we were actually going to talk about tonight? Well, this is this is really what we're talking about because we're, we're, it's all about the champions uh, championship, really, and it's all yeah. because yeah. we have to talk about the same thing that's it's dominating everything. Because even when we move on to other topics, it's going to still come back to um, the break and how everything is messed up for not just this year but next year as well so mm. before we move on from the championship i've got two things i would like to just once a question well they're both questions actually once a once a revelation um oh dear. and the other one is a question so let's gonna start with let's start with chef wednesday who supposedly this week are going to find out how much if, if they basically they're going to find out if they've broken the financial fair play or whatever they call it in the EFL, uh, profit and the same sustainability laws. And if they have how much of a points deduction they're going to get. Now, my first question is, because the rumor is it's something between nine and 21. Mm. Why should that be for fiddling things? Why is that a higher um, points deduction? than being so badly run that you screw all your creditors over most of whom are small local independent businesses around your ground and so you only get you only get a maximum of 12 points i don't they don't seem to stack up to me because one's breaking one's basically lose too much money but everybody gets paid and the other one is you don't pay anybody (laughs) and you get to carry on well, the, I think the, the key thing is that, that, that Wigan have gone into administration, haven't they? And that ha- that's about one of the only things that does have a concrete sanction. It's 12 points. Um, the fact that Sheffield Wednesdays is between 9 and 21 is just mental. And I, it doesn't sit right with me that they're, um, oh, no, sorry, I'm, I've got the Barcelona match on and they've just gone behind at home to Osasuna. It's all right. It's all over anyway. It's, it's, we don't. We don't want to. It is, but I, I good, want, good I for them. Team, I still want my team to win. It's a good goal, actually. It's a brilliant goal. Um, uh, good yeah, for no, us so, sooner, so, anyway. I, I don't. I mean, because I keep hearing reports. I mean, we we were supposed to have heard this two or three weeks ago. This verdict. I mean, I don't. Going on to the Man City one, which we'll probably come on to. Why did that take so long? They knew on the day of the appeal what they were going to do. So why did we have to wait six weeks for that? I don't, you know, this Sheffield Wednesday one's been rumbling on for months and months and months. By the time they hear this appeal, if, if we hear it tomorrow, they're going to have two games left of the season. If we hear it after tomorrow, they're going to have one. They they surely cannot take points off them now this season. Because going back to your thing, Rob, about appealing, mm-hmm. as soon as Sheffield Wednesday put in an appeal, if, if they get 21 points or, um, I did have the table up in front of me, here we go. So they're currently on 56. Yeah. Um, Hull in 22nd are on 45. So yeah. if they get nine, then they are still out of the bottom three on by a couple of points. They'll be level with Charlton and above them on goal difference. So they would be in 20th, which would push Huddersfield up to 19th. So nine's all right. Nine's fine. 21 would put them on 35 and would relegate them. Now, are they going to take 21 points off Sheffield Wednesday with, with one or two games to go? knowing that an appeal would come, knowing that that would probably delay the start of next season, because let's not, let's face it, all the appeal courts, the Court of Arbitration for Sport, every, every, every court in the land has now got a massive backlog because we haven't done anything for four months. So the, the start of next season would be, would be delayed, wouldn't it? So for me, they're either going to bottle it and 
not announce it until after the 46th game and they're then going to take off nine points or 12 points or however many points it means that they finish fourth bottom or they're going to say we'll take 21 points off you but it's from the start of next season I can't I just I cannot see them taking off sufficient points now that relegates them this season um, which it's just more incompetence from from the football I mean, they've they, they should have delivered this months ago. This has been rumbling. I think, I think, I think a lot of it, it could be, for all we know, how do we know that Sheffield Wednesday aren't, aren't basically you know, a bit complicating you know, all the issues that's involved, dragging everything out so the season can end, and they know they're safe for this season. You've seen it happen in a lot of other trials unconnected with, unconnected with football. Yeah, 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 and see, this is my thinking. It's been rumbling on. It's been rumbling on. See, we don't know what's going on in the background. You know, with the EFL, you know, just we just don't know what the issues properly are. And for all we know, as I said, it could be a case of Sheffield Wednesday have just, you know, got the EFL's lawyers and the investigators tied up in so much tiny minutiae of. Whatever, whatever the issue is about, that you know, as soon as they think they've got a, you know, they've come to the conclusion, something else just sort of like tweaks it back a month, a week, or a couple of weeks, or a month, and it's just all dragging on, and they're not able to conclusively make a decision, and make a, make a, because there's just still an investigation ongoing. Oh. So it's, I think this could end up being announced in the start of August. But then, if 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 you are a Sheffield Wednesday fan, wouldn't even if it relegates you, wouldn't you rather it be taken this season? Because if it gets taken at the start of next season, and it and it is the worst case scenario, it is twenty one points. You're going down. You, Not necessarily. No, but I think I think you you Huddersfield have proven that this season that if you have but the we, right structure in place, you can you can. Yeah, but we, we, yeah. we started on zero, same as everyone else. If you start on minus... Yeah, you then gave the everybody champion. a nice head start. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this is it all... Was this... Only, it was only six or seven points that we were behind. 21 points. You are not staying up on 21 points. This is all um, assuming yeah. that the EFL throw the worst-case scenario at Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. I don't think they will. I, I, think they'll, I think they'll pick something in the middle. Somewhere 12, possibly 15. I, I well, go back to what I said. I think they will take off this season enough that's, that keeps them fourth bottom, well, whatever, think about, whatever it is. Yeah, if they don't make a decision this week, then, you know, as you said, they've got, you know, that, that's it. You know, they've, it's two games. But to be honest, why should the state of the season have any bearing on any punishment for whatever misdemeanor that they're going to be charged with? You know, it's basically it's basically like saying... Yeah, you know, this to say for say for an example, you know, in cricket, you know, you're nine wickets down, and you know, your your, your player gets, you know, the the last player gets, you know, gets, you know, say, hit in the face, you know, and it's a case of that that, that would then mean that, you know, everything changes again. To be honest, the state of the season should have no bearing on what it is, whether it's the first week of the season or the final week of the season. If there's something there that Sheffield Wednesday have mucked, you know, have, you know, have gone and done, then the charges should be brought. But, thing... as you, but as you said, any appeal will just delay everything, and they'll appeal. Of course, oh, of, appeal. Course, of course, they will. The, the, the thing that the thing that bothers me as well, though, is is the margin. You know, it's, it's, the, it's the two ends of the scale. I mean, 9 to 21. I mean, why is there such a, a big discrepancy in the two ends of the punishment? I, I, as you say, I'm, I don't think anybody really knows exactly no. what it is that they're going to get deducted for. So well, nobody, can, nobody can speculate what it's going to be. 9 to 21 is ridiculous. It's a huge margin. Well, if you think about it, there's nothing that's ever been put in the public domain. There's nothing in the public domain, you know, from a, well, what I might call a reputable outlet, 
to say that this investigation is even taking place. If you just listen to, you know, if you're well, yeah, on yeah. the BBC website or you followed Sky Sports, there is nothing in public that says Sheffield Wednesday are under investigation for reaching FSP rules and this is the likely punishment. Nothing. You will not see a thing. Which makes me wonder how much of it is actually right. Is there an investigation? Is there going to be an announcement? Is there something that Sheffield Wednesday can be punished for? There's nothing out there. Nothing that publicly you can put, you can hold up and say, here's the evidence. Nothing. So it's a case of why? I mean, if, I mean, if you look at it, this, this from Man City, it all came out, well, when it came out in, was it, was it, was it, was it, was it the Spiegel in Germany? Um, uh, the Spiegel, they, yeah. they released a lot, didn't they? Cause, um, yeah, they did. They did, they did the, the Man City stuff. Yeah, and it, but it was only once once that evidence once that came out, then the investigations you know opened up, and you knew what you knew what was going on. They were investigated for this, 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 and this. But with Sheffield Wednesday, nothing. You cannot find anything, you know, in the national press to say that you know that there is even investigation that's ongoing. There's, there's no. It's because there's no investigation, Rob. It all comes down to an accounting practice. That's all it's coming down to. But, they were charged, was... according, to, according to the BBC, mm. back on the 14th of November last year, that's how long it's been going on, it was to do with the how they sold the ground but claimed all the money up front rather than um, when the deed went through, as it were. Um, they sold it in the wrong year, didn't they? In the wrong financial year or something. Or oh, they accounted for it in the wrong financial year. or so, something, Potentially, something like that, like. yeah. They, they, they accounted it for the immediately when they sold it when they mm-hmm. raised the invoice rather than when the actual deal went through, which ended up being like six months later after their financial year end. But it made, it made them on paper say, we didn't lose any money because we've sold our ground, even though we don't have the cash for it. Mm. If that's the case, then um, they're going to struggle to actually, you know, well, if, if, if it's in black and white, that that is actually what's happened. I'd love to hear the grounds for an appeal. Then, <laughs> what are they going to appeal about? I mean, the cat. Well, they haven't, they haven't been found guilty of it because what I think what they're what they're talking, probably arguing about, is they have a lot of high-paid lawyers, high-paid accountants, trying to argue whether this is actually one legal from an accounting perspective, and two within the rules, even if he's not within the spirit of the rules uh, of the EFL. Does it? And um, so. When when they put that invoice through, because FFP runs on a on a three year cycle, doesn't it? So I'm going to tie myself up in knots here trying to word this, but they they put it through. Did you say November or last last tax year? Um, well, so what I'm reading from thing. this from the article from the BBC, they sold their ground for about sixty million um, in 2017 stroke 18 season. It was then included in the end of year of 2018, but the ground sale itself didn't go through till the following year. So basically they would have lost 35 million quid, but because they magically did this invoice uh, at the end of the season, at the end of the 2018 season, it meant that they didn't lose any money. So they were within the FFP rules because they have, you can't lose that much money every, every year for three years. Yeah, so does that mean then that they've gone and spent that money, which they didn't earn? If you know what, do you know what I mean? I don't. Think, I don't. They didn't spend it. They just put it on the. They just put it against their accounts to show that they made a two and a half million pound profit instead. Okay. Yeah. Fair it's enough. all. This is what I say. It's high, highly paid lawyers, highly paid accountants, working out whether that date should have been that date and this date and is, whether on money you make real money or whether you've made money on paper or you've actually lost money or all that. This, all. this just, this just is a, I, I'm loath to say FFP is dead, but this, I think it is. The, I think it, this is it's, there's huge flaws in it. Into if you've got big enough lawyers and good enough lawyers and accountants, you can say up yours to UEFA, you can say up yours to the Premier League, you can say up yours to any body who's trying to in, enforce some sort of 
sense check in the way that people run the money pits that is a football club um because that moves nicely into as everybody knew i i I, we knew we we thought it would only be they may be found guilty and only get a year ban but we knew they would never going to have two years out i would put a bet on it and this just brings me very quickly in a little revelation (laughs) the guy uh who bought wigan he's actually a high stakes poker player yes which leads me even more to suspect that he probably got given it because of a bet. So well, they lost the bet with him on the poker table and gave him the football club, and which he just said, oh, thanks, that's worthless, and <laughs> get rid of it. Yeah, cause I, I've, I've been thinking about this a lot over the last couple of weeks and stuff. And when, but, you know, this, I, mean, I don't think there's any concrete evidence that there was, because there, there was a story or rumours or reports or whatever that, there was a bet, a huge bet place in in the Middle East, the Far East, wherever, saying, the yeah, so for that Wigan would get relegated, and obviously they've been in Liverpool's, uh, you know, Liverpool shaming form recently, haven't they? I mean, they they're closer to the playoffs than they are the relegation zone now, and they were dead and buried a few months ago. So it's ridiculous form that they're in, but and all of a sudden. To go, you know, the, um, the that relegation was very unlikely. But it got me thinking: how big must that bet have been that you would still be in profit on that bet if you bought the football club and put them into administration to get them relegated? How much are you standing to win on that bet that you would still be in profit by buying said football club? That's ridiculous. That is that is just blows my mind to think of that i mean it's just surely 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 that bet can't be can't be a real thing it can't exist as you say i think it's more likely what you said Kristen. to be honest that he's he's been he's coming to the club he doesn't want it so the the way to get rid of it because if he puts if if the owner didn't pay for it if he if he won it in a bet sort of thing then it doesn't really matter how much he sells it for does it because it'll be profit yeah so it you know i mean it's 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 it's, it's not nice. It's not good. It's not. It. It's horrific. I feel sorry for the club. I, I. I'd be on the side of them not getting the points deduction, but rules are rules, and I think you have to give them the points deduction regardless of whether it sends them down or not. Because if you don't, the precedent is there, and it's a dangerous precedent. Um, so I think that has to stick. Um, you know, and with I, their I, current form, though, they're probably going to be. Want, yeah, safe. They'll, they'll be. They'll be fine. I'm sure they'll be fine. I don't think they'll go down, but you do still have to apply that penalty because if you don't, there are going to be owners around thinking, ooh, I can put my club into administration and I don't have to pay my debts. Happy days. And we can appeal and not get the point deduction as well. So, you know, it's just, it's, yeah, it would be a dangerous, dangerous precedent. And I, It's almost uh, like being a rich sheikh from Saudi Arabia, oh, sorry, from uh, the United Arab Emirates and deciding that you'll spend all the money you want to spend on your lovely little pet project in England and not giving a damn when UEFA come knocking saying, you've broken our rules here and now we're now going to ban you from our competitions. Now, this, yeah, um... They should have had some form of, of ban, for sure. Um, but all this has gone to show, as much as there are problems with FFP, is that UEFA are just not fit for purpose. They, I mean, it took, a, it took a German newspaper to alert them to the fact that this was going on. And they... Ah, see, see, I, I will take issue with that. It didn't take the German newspaper to alert them to the fact. It alerted the public to the fact. UEFA probably knew and were taking their little backhander well, if, to if keep stumped. If that's the case, and they've got no get out, because, I mean, those, those stories only came out a couple of years ago. The the offences that City are guilty of, and let's, let's be clear here, they haven't been cleared. They have got out of it because it happened over five years ago, and that is UEFA their own statute mm. statute of limitations it's five years it you know they've been undone by and it's so uh, if if they knew about it and they were, and they were um, investigating it way back in 2014 20 because let's off again another tangent let's not forget man city were already sanctioned in 2014 
for FFP and had their Champions League squad reduced in size. They could only have 21, I think, instead mm. of 25, which is a, a weird punishment. I don't really get that. I mean, that doesn't matter. That just means mm. that the four, the four youth players don't get a Champions League player. So I don't really get that. Um, so if 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 you were aware of it and were and we're investigating all this time, then they they are not fit for purpose. They're a, they're a joke of an organisation, and you know along the same lines as, as FIFA that we've seen over the last 10, 15 years with all the crap that's come out of there. It's, well, they're well known to be corrupt as yeah. well. Yeah, but, but um, we've we've always known that UEFA are, are no better. So and this, but it's because UEFA feed FIFA with all the most corrupt people. <laughs> One thing I will say is there is. What the problem was with a lot of the lot with Cass basically saying that basically time expired is a difference in interpretation of when that time period um, expired. UEFA had one interpretation of when the five years was up, and then Cass went and told them, "Hold on, no, 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 this is our interpretation." So. Part of the problem was was a little bit of nebulosity around what you know the, this five years this five years and statute of, statute of limitations you know was that was you know that's been the problem with a lot of the allegations and let's not forget Cass did say kid say found insufficient conclusive evidence they're not saying there was no evidence they basically there isn't enough enough evidence for them to actually uphold the punishment so therefore manchester city have not been exonerated they've not got off with it they've just got bloody lucky the fact that uefa couldn't find enough conclusive evidence to basically make it stick and don't forget that 10 million euros is because man city didn't cooperate with the you know with the investigation they basically dragged their feet they were obstructive they didn't help so that's where the 10 million euros, you know, fine is for. So in many respects, it, Man City are in a bit of a no man's land. They've not been found innocent, but they've not been able to be found guilty. The mud will stick whether you like it or not. And you can bet your bottom dollar that the FFP rules will now be basically made even more plainer, more simple, more definitive. And some form of them will have to be put in place. Because if you look about it, Outside in Spain, you'll know more about this now, do James. In Spain, outside of Barcelona, Real Madrid, who's the next richest club? Um, you would probably say Atletico. Atletico, maybe? I guess, just on on league position and but, and revenue. But when, you, but when you compare it to those two clubs, it's oh, going to yeah. be a fraction. It's, it's going to be a fraction. It'll, it'll be, the, gap, in, in, the gap will have closed a little bit because the TV yeah. deal changed and they've got a bigger but, stadium now. But yeah, it'll be, it will still be okay. a third, a third it's, even yeah. less maybe. In, right, in Italy? No, it's massive. Big, it's massive. You know, it's, it's got Juve and Inter. And then after that, that it, it'll, exactly. it'll drop off. In, a, in Germany, it's not so bad as regards the money because they've got a different ownership structure. You know, they, you know, the way the 50% plus one, isn't it? Or something, or something yeah. similar. For, yeah. for most so, clubs, there are, there are one or two that are, are grandfathered in, like Leverkusen, yeah. who are a company team, and Hoffenheim, and Hoffenheimer. And, yeah. and so, I think so, the, so, Hanover, the Hanover chairman wants to take sole control because he's been there for yeah. so, a century. But yeah, we, we're going off track. <laughs> so, 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 so the thing is, they don't necessarily have the financial issues that you're going to get in Italy, you're going to get in Spain. France, I don't know that much about either, but it, to my mind, it's a case of Paris Saint-Germain and the rest are just nowhere. Yeah, Monaco, poss- Monaco, Monaco, Monaco used to be, but not anymore. The so budget happened? will be more than the other 19 put together. So exactly, there needs to be something in place so that the big clubs, and you look at the big clubs that are now con- you know, con- concentrated in England, in the, in, you know, in the Premier League, the financial windfalls that you know all the big clubs are getting, and being able to dominate, you know, the you know basically the financial pages of football because of the ridiculous amount of money that's sloshing around in the in the Premier League. Something needs to be able to level the playing field off. If it means you have a salary cap, fine. If it means you you know restrict transfer spending, fine. If it means that 
you know, some variant of financial fair play has to be reintroduced. Fine, do so. But the way you're going, you're going to end up in 20 years' time, possibly, you know, possibly within our lifetimes, you're going to have breakaway clubs, you're going to have 10 at basically 10, 10 or 12 from, 10 from the European leagues, rest of them made up by English clubs. And all of those countries will be worse off because the clubs are not playing in the domestic leagues. And it's all because of the money. And you've heard me many times, a week in, week out, complain about the way that money is now running the game. UEFA can't run the game. FIFA can't run the game. Because the thing is now, the clubs call the tune. They get the money, they do the broadcasting rights, they basically say what we want goes. If they decide to want to leave and leave the domestic leagues and form a breakaway league, who's going to stop them? It won't, wow. Okay, it won't be, be FIFA sanctioned, it won't be UEFA sanctioned, but they won't care. The TV deals will still come in. And so it's a case of, you know, part of the problem is now the club's calling the tune. And if you keep going down that road, football's finished. At least, you know, for, for, you know in, in a lot of places, the attraction's going to go. And yet people will still buy into it. I'm sorry, but for me, the game has gone as basically any, you know, any, any kind of respectable organisation. for this. And don't forget, we've said time and again, the Premier League is a private members club. But it happens to be sanctioned by the FA. The FA had to agree to it. And that's the well, way football will keep going. Well, we, we've said for, for many, many, many years, haven't we, that the yeah, Premier League years. run run English football, not the FA. The Premier League are more powerful. Mm. Um, mm. You know, even, even Sky are more powerful than the FA. Um, <laughs> and uh, you, you're right, Rob, there, there, have, there have been far more learned people than us saying that they fear that this could speed up any any European Super League possibilities and I did I, I mentioned it in our WhatsApp group that, that you know FFP for me is it, it, it's done good it has done good it's been mentioned yeah, a lot this week that European clubs were losing hundreds and hundreds of millions of pounds and then and in as a, as a group obviously not every club but as a, as a whole they're now profitable which is, which is yeah. fantastic. That is great. Yeah. But it is, for me, a little bit unlawful might be the wrong sort of way. It's, it's a bit like the salary cap. The salary cap is is so problematic because um, I don't know if you guys listen to the Price of Football podcast. It's brilliant. Um, Kieran Maguire, the Price of Football on Twitter, he... Um, he said the, the, the average championship wage bill is 31 to 30, uh, low to mid 30 million a year, 31 or 34, I can't remember which one he said, mm. in the championship. League yeah. one, the proposal is for it to be, I think it's two and a half million a year, and league two, one and a quarter million a year. How the hell are you getting relegated from the championship and going down to those figures? It's, it's just not going to happen is it ffp for me is unlawful right because it is it's and i support a big club in barcelona that's that's fine and they're just rubbish with money anyway so it's irrelevant but um it, it protects the old money it protects the big clubs that already have the seventy-five thousand seat stadium it protects you Bayern munich your borussia dortmund your real madrid barcelona um you know Man City now, Man United, it protects these clubs because they've already got the income stream. What it does is it stops a... Let, let's say, for instance, um, there's somebody listening now to this podcast, a 15, 16, 17, 18-year-old from Burnley, right? Lifelong Burnley fan, season ticket holder, suddenly comes across an amazing idea that changes the world, makes him billions. His dream is to own his football club, right? Burnley, mm. he, wants, he wants to buy Burnley Football Club. He wants to make them European champions. He can't do it. He, he's not allowed to because of these stupid... three years on players only player well not 100 million 200 million let's yeah we i want to 
totally rebuild the squad. I want to get challenging for honours. But in the following three years, we will scale it all back and we're good for the money because I ain't going anywhere. I'm Burnley born and bred. This is my club. This is my dream. This is what I want. This is Jack Walker at Blackburn. This is exactly what he did, right? Mm -hmm. He's now not allowed to do that because as soon as Burnley spend 100 million quid, they're in the shit because they have Turf Moor, which is a great little ground with the emphasis on the little. You don't have the income to be able to spend money. And this is, for me, why FFP is a real, real problem. If you don't... For, 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 this, for this teenager that we're talking about who goes on to become a billionaire, it, all right, it won't be a massive issue, but he's going to have to build them a 50, 60, 65,000 seat stadium. But are they ever going to fill it? Are they ever going to have a constant income stream that would allow him then to do his dream? So do you, do you get one? Do you know what I mean? It's that someone like Newcastle United with this horrific, potentially Saudi takeover, which don't even start. But Newcastle United. You need, you need to be careful about that because Sheffield United are owned by Saudis as well. Yeah, true. But Newcastle United, <laughs> you only need to spend. 10 15 20 million on the ground it's falling apart but you've got a huge stadium there already it's a one club city the fans will come you could i don't know what the, i don't know if there's any scope to expand but it's it's, it's over fifty thousand as things stand all you need to do is give it a lick of paint put some new toilets in there get the you know get the all the tech up to standard it's not going to cost an awful lot it's certainly not going to cost a 200 million it would cost to build a new ground for Burnley. Do you know, you know, and, and the thing is, it sells out every week at 50 odd thousand. If, if there is scope for expansion, they would sell it out at 90,000 because they are that crazy about football in, in, that, in that part of the world. But that is a club that you could, you could take to Champions League a lot. You could do Man City style things with that club because the base is already there. The problem is with FFP, you can't take a team from very, very modest roots and build them up. It, the, the rules just don't allow for it. You will get you will get done and straight away. And that, for me, just takes all the romance out of football. When are you ever going to see a, a Wimbledon rise through the leagues? When are you ever going to see Nottingham Forest, you know, went up from the second division, won the league okay. title two years running, and then the European Cup two years running? You're never going to see it. You're never going to see it again. No, I think we could have a whole episode on FFP. Well, I just want to pull it back because we, we've had our usual hour. So what, what I'll say, we will have a bit more of a discussion on this because I have some points, not to not to argue uh, with you, but just points to raise against the sort yeah, of things. We, we, the season's all come to an end, aren't they? So we could do a couple of a couple of good good in-depth ones over the summer, well, I think maybe. Just finding out, it'll be nice once we find out what's going on with Shepherd Wednesday and stuff yeah, like that. Birmingham and Derby County yeah. as well, so they're yeah. suffering the same thing. Yeah, yeah. They did they did exactly the same thing. Um, so we just would see all those. But what we can do is watch you on YouTube, can't we, James? You can indeed. Yes, my Barcelona serve is. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a little in the Barcelona team at this minute. Not difficult. Um, I'm, I'm, <laughs> quite, I'm quite ahead, so I don't want to give anything away about what's going on because I've, I've got about six episodes on my laptop that I need to edit and release because my wife's back out working, so I've just been churning recordings because the kids are off. They break up today as the podcast comes out on Friday. Um, so my recording time is going to go down down the toilet. So I don't want to give anything away, but yeah, um, I think we're in the high 70s now on the channel, but I've, I'm up to about eight, episode 82 recorded. So it's going brilliant. I love it. I'm loving it. It's um, a, a club, obviously, that I love in Barcelona. So the fact that the series is with them, I think, helps. Um, so, yeah, at Game of James FM on, on Twitter and Instagram. I did an Instagram account this, this last couple of weeks as well. Just post screenshots and stuff so um yeah go on there you can find my uh, youtube channel and all the, all the good stuff that's going on there and now you're back at work rob and no doubt you're going to start ranting a bit more uh, once you get back into the swing of things <laughs> yes it's been three and a half months of furlough but uh, got to go get out and, uh, it must be good to be back 
Yeah, I mean, it was crazy going back. To, it was crazy going back, seeing how much I'd missed everybody, the burnheads that I used to argue with. <laughs> you know, do, do, you, um, do, you have, um, do you have social distancing and, and is, I don't, could you work in, yeah, is it in the lab now? Yeah, there's the, there's enough room, and you know, where there is, you know, everybody's been issued with, you know, masks and things like that. So there's plenty of space. We easily do, you know, two meters, one and a half meters. It's not a problem. Um, but I think everybody's finding that. Know, it's the social side of it that's been the issue, not the actual. But anyway, so yeah, apart from that, still still churning out things myself towards Hampton Centenary next year. Uh, 20, a 21 part series on the heroes of the club. Uh, I think I've just gone back to the 1950 or something. So I've got a long way to go. Well, yeah, I've got but, no, unfortunately, unfortunately, we didn't, you know, the, the historian didn't choose him. That is scandalous. Scandalous. <laughs> uh, that's because, James, he knew he knew that you, it would just annoy you completely. So, yeah. <laughs> but, um, so, they're still on with that. Just waiting, actually, man. That would have to get back into football and win all of non league football games. Yeah, don't forget the window or anything, is it, tonight? So, yeah. No, and just quickly, don't forget that the, one, the, the National League playoffs will be streamed on the National League website. If you can't get any other football, at least you can get that for free. Excellent. When, when are they? I think it's that next I know week. you put the you put the you put this the um the schedule up, didn't you, on our WhatsApp? I think I think they start next week. If you if you do like Spanish football as well, um the the third division, the Segunda B, their playoffs start in um next week and I think they they, they they always they put them on YouTube on the um, on the on the YouTube channel on the La Liga YouTube channel or the so, yeah I think it's on the La Liga YouTube channel because I watch Barca B on there so yeah again the, there is free football out there if you want it and in fact to be fair the Real Madrid game tonight is on free square TV I believe I think it's on free sports I think or something like that or Premier Sports or so let's sign let's let's go and sign up you can go and follow the show at wegoagainpodcast.com always has our full back catalogue also we go again podcast on twitter and also on over there on facebook but whatever you're doing i thank you for listening